Well, hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamati here from Pushing the Limits, and tonight I've got a coaching call that I did with some of my group, and I thought this might be beneficial for a podcast as well, and it's all about recovering after uh, races, after doing long running races, um, ultra marathons and marathons, that sort of thing, and also about race nutrition. So I hope you enjoy the show. If you would like to contact me, you can do that at lisa at lisatamati.co.nz, and I'd also love you to check out our uh, free ebook, all about how to run faster, get stronger, run longer without burnout and injuries. And you can do that at runninghotcoaching.com forward slash ebook. That's runninghotcoaching.com forward slash ebook. Right, okay, over to the show. Hi guys. Um, just popping in to answer a couple of questions that have just popped up in the in the group. And um, Firstly, I know that a lot of people have been doing amazing things in the last uh, week or so, so congratulations to anyone who's done anything epic. Um, I'm always scared to um, congratulate one in particular in case I miss out someone else and, and so on, but um, there's been a lot of action happening, so congratulations to everybody who did do something amazing over the last week or two. Um, now, I wanted to answer a couple of uh, queries. One was from Ellie Martin, who's just joined us. Welcome aboard, Ellie. It's awesome to have you with us. And you had a problem with the last ring of fire. From what I understood from your post, it was a little bit short. And um, from what I can gather, you had troubles with your tummy, and that was uh, the end of your race. Um, very, very common. And we've got actually quite a few resources on the website around uh, race day nutrition. Um, and some videos, I'm sure, on on the YouTube channel. I'll try, try and dig out some more, but do go in and have a look at some of the nutrition stuff. Basically, Ellie, you have to have tested out everything before you go to your big race. So every long run that you do, you must make sure that you are testing different things to find out what works for your particular body because there is no one-size-fits-all for this um, situation. You have to actually find out what works for you. For some people have a cast iron gut and they can get away with everything. Other people are super, super sensitive. Now typically you do have digestive upsets during uh, long distance running because um, you are uh, using up all your, all your blood is basically in your muscles and it's not in your digestive tract. So usually you're digesting when you're at, in a rest and recovery phase and we have to eat during the time that we're actually active and the body's not really used to that and that's why training it is is one of the reasons why that is important um, to do it and to practice eating. One thing I would advise is that you, and people have heard me say this often, sip, 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 nibble, 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 I should get a t-shirt with that on it really. Um, in other words, take in little amounts very, very regularly so that you keep a constant flow of food and hydration coming into the stomach so that the stomach never empties and it's never over full. You should never have a fully empty stomach um, because then when you put anything in it, that's when the you know trouble starts. So I, uh, you can either set your watch as a timer every 15 minutes, I've got to put something in my mouth or, or I've got to be sipping a little, little, little bit of fluid or having something going in. It's also good to have times when you're taking your, I, I take electrolyte tablets, so I have those every couple of hours. I use Endurolytes, and sometimes I use Tailwind, um, which is also great stuff as well. And we're going to be actually announcing a little bit of a um, relationship with Mark Drew from Tailwind. He also is um, 
zero two. Uh, I always get this wrong. Zero twenty two, um, and he has orange mud and um, some sunglasses from Alpamente and lots of other products. And I'm going to get Mark on to tell you all about what he does. But back to the topic. Um, so make sure that you are testing everything that you do before actual race day. Never, ever, ever take anything new on race day. And it's really tempting to say, well, I've got food on, on the course. I'll just eat that. Um, unless you know, the, you know that what you're going to eat is okay on your stomach, um, then don't do that. Do avoid um, citrus fruits, things, uh, any fruits. Well, some fruits are okay, like bananas are obviously okay. Um, anything that's going to cause acidity in the stomach. What often happens, you get very acidic in the tummy, and then anything that you put in it that adds to that acidity, and that can be things like even like coffee or um, citrus or um, what else. Well, anything that causes you to feel acidic, avoid that, okay? What you often find too is that you don't like just sweet things. You think, oh, yeah, I love sweets and I love, you know, sugar. We all need glucose when we're running and so on. But what typically happens is that you start to crave more savory things. So try and have a variety in your drop bags or your backpack, whatever you've got for your race. Um, things like mashed potato, pumpkin soup, uh, you know, um, baked potato with salt. Um, what else is really good? On occasion, I would have like two-minute noodles and things like that, which, okay, not so great for your general nutrition, but in race day, that can be just what you want, that soupy, savory fluid coming in um, and easily digestible. You don't want too much proteins during a race because your body can't break them down. You have too many metabolic processes to go through. So whatever you're having should be easily digestible. Now, there are people out there who are on a keto diet and they've been on them for a while, so I'm not really speaking to you because you already have a different way to burn energy. But for everyone else, you have to have a constant stream of energy coming through. If you are one of those people on the keto diet, then your body will be more adapted to uh, running on fat and you can probably get away with it eating a lot less than people who are not on keto. Um, so what else? Oh, Avoid things like gels. I'm not a big fan of gels at all. I think that I've seen so many people come unstuck with gels. I've come unstuck with gels before uh, where you end up vomiting. It's too intensive for the stomach. Um, and even if you dilute it with water, just be on the safe side and avoid them. Unless you're doing a very short race up to a half marathon, then they can be beneficial at the, at the very towards the very end of the race, then you might get away with it. But if you've got a, a very, you know, fussy tummy and you're not good on things, make sure you try things out. Um, so I do make things like endurance balls, I call them, or um, these are little packets of goodness that are, that I, I, I throw a different recipe every time, but um, they're made up of little bits of seeds, a bit of nuts, coconut, um, almond flour, that type of thing, all smushed together made into little bliss ball type things. Um, and those are really, really good to just nibble on, nibble, not nibble. Um, then you've got dates, you've got bananas, you've got your, your, your mashed potatoes, your pumpkin, uh, your, your noodles, even pretzels and things like that can be nice savory things to have a, have, a, have a nibble on. Whatever tastes good to you, you should have it in your drop bags or in your pack if you can do. Um, 
as far as recovery straight after a race, that's when you want to pile in the protein. That's when you're going to need the good um, protein hits. So either a, you know, a protein shake um, within a 40-minute sort of time window after finishing your race if you can, um, mixed in with a little bit of carbohydrates and um, a little bit of glucose so that you can actually start to replenish uh, the empty the empty muscle glycogen uh, that's not in your muscles. And even on your training, like after you've finished your training, one of my go-to things is I might have a little bit of coffee, um, which has got a little bit of caffeine in it, which helps speed up the uptake of any glucose that I take. So if I'm, um, I might have a little bit like 100 mils of good quality orange juice, no more than that, don't want too much sugar but you want a little bit so that it just replenishes really quickly because after your training, your cells are really open and ready to take on the glycogen that you've just burned. So it is a good time if you're going to have a little bit of sugar or, you know, natural sugars like fructose or that type of thing to have it then. Um, The caffeine, you know, it it has its good and its bad. I won't go either way on that, but if you do want to speed the uptake of that, then uh, a little bit of coffee can be good as well. Um, then I top, typically also have a little bit of Himalayan salt in water. So dissolve it in a bit of uh, hot water and then mix it with some cold water and, and get that down you. And that will help replace your electrolytes and help. Uh, it's a cheap electrolyte solution rather than having just the expensive stuff all the time. During your race, you definitely have to have um, the likes of Tailwind or that type of thing. All right, so you do need to replace your electrolytes. Absolutely crucial. Um, I've, had, I've got a couple of videos, <laughs> actually, of what happens when you don't get your electrolyte balance right, but we won't go into that today. Now, I wanted to answer Rowanna's question. Rowanna's just done an ultra, so congratulations to Rowanna. Um, and you were fine for a couple of days, and you thought you you were sweet, and then on I think you're three days out after the race now, and you've sort of hit the wall mentally and physically, and this is completely and absolutely normal. In fact, it usually happens a little bit later, say four, five, six days, depending on how long the ultra was and how much of a bigger build-up. But what happens is that after the race, you're on a high mentally because you've achieved this great thing. You're also on an adrenaline high and your body's been in a fight and flight state okay and so you've been like you're in this hypo state so you actually don't feel the pain and the 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 exhaustion and stuff for a little while longer and this can take maybe two three days before it really kicks in sure you might have some doms and you might have some fatigue but you still feel on top of the world and then what typically happens is that you have this nice high and then you come crashing down and you're like, what the hell? I was okay yesterday and now I'm a crying mess in the corner and I, I can't make decisions and I can't put my shoes on and everything in my body hurts and I don't want to get out of bed and I just want chicken soup brought to me by my mummy. That's how I used to feel after doing every single uh, super long ultra. Um, so this is twofold. Partly this is psychological. So you've had a big goal that you've been aiming towards for ages and it's been consuming you and and then you achieve this goal and while you're ecstatic about achieving this goal, you're also, um, uh, hi Jared, nice to see you there, thanks mate, (laughs) congratulations on your great epic thing, I just saw that pop up. Um, So you're on this amazing high, so Jared, this is actually for you as well. 
could happen, might not happen, hope it doesn't happen, but can happen. After a big success, you go tumbling down. And what's happening on a mental level is that you've had this massive goal, now you've achieved it, now it's like, what the hell? What do I, what do, I do now? Uh, I said I'd never do another one because that's what we normally say at the finish line, never again, because it was hell. Um, but you're already searching for the next race because you've come off this massive high and you're like, I'm feeling lost, I'm feeling a little bit empty, I don't know what to do, I'm feeling altered state. Give me some love hearts if you understand that feeling. Um, and then the other side of the equation is that physically you have used up all your serotonin, all your endorphins, all your hormones, and so you have literally leached them all out of your body, and so you naturally have a big downward swing in your mood, okay? So when you understand that, it's less scary. You understand that that is part of the process. Now, the other part is that your body is now moving out of that fight or flight state, which you definitely want it to, to move out of, but that fight or flight state has made you feel sort of buoyant and, and happy as well. But it's now going to send you into a almost sad or depressive state uh, temporarily. And this is not, you know, this is not nothing going to be permanent. You're not going to be in that state for that long. But what happens is the body is now trying to get you to sit still, lie down, eat well, and recover. So typically you might be starving hungry. So you might be, I used to like, after doing, you know, massive races, I'd be like, uh, 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 can't get enough food typically end up heavier than I was before the race because you're so depleted. And so your body is craving everything. And then your hormones are starting to replace themselves. And you are going into this repair state. Now, when you are in this repair state, your mind can be feeling, you can be feeling quite depressed. You can be exhausted. You can be fatigued. Um, and it's not a very nice thing. So <laughs> people are asking, why the hell do you do this sport when, you know, in the build-up you've got all this tension and discipline and you don't want to go running and you go running anyway and then you build up to this big race and then you're super nervous on the day and then you put yourself through all this and then at the end of it you're high for a little bit and then you're often down. And this is a sort of a normal thing. But what comes out at the end of it is always more valuable than all of those ups and downs. It's just like anything in life. The more you've struggled with something, the more you've had to overcome obstacles, the more discipline you've had to bring to the table to do this, the more effect it's going to have on you and your life and what you've actually achieved. That is what the time when you are down and you're a little bit low and depressed that is the time to spend recovering. That is the time to look inward and just sit in that state if you can hack it. Have a good ball if you need to do that. Do whatever to relieve the tension. Don't go running back to getting out and running, okay? Your body needs to recover. You can do some light cross-training like um, going to the pool or um, maybe a little bit on the extra cycle, definitely some yoga, do some stretching, thanks for the love hearts, love it, um, that type of thing. But don't go back to high impact running or, or doing trying to get back out before your body is ready. You will start to feel when you're coming back and your energy levels are starting to come back and when you're starting to get that, that itchy desire like, oh shit, I want to run. 
that's when you know you can start to rebuild again and you can get back out there. So learning to listen to your body, learning to accept the phases that it's going through in this recovery is really, really important. And the longer your race has been, the more important it is that you understand this. So in a marathon, you might be back on track within two weeks. In the case of a 100K, you might need six to eight weeks before you're really starting to feel. It might be shorter, but just know that that can um, go for that long. And what what we don't want you to do is to then go and go, oh, I've got to start running again and get back into it again, and I've got another race coming up. You can do that. I have done it. People like Carlos have obviously done it. But it is at the expense of your health. And for short-term gain, like when I was running through New Zealand, I didn't have a choice. This was the goal. We're doing 52 marathons in 42 days. That's what we're doing, and I have to deal with it. Then you have to know that for the next year, you are going to be paying the price for that um, and longer. And actually, I've never been the same again since, probably. So, you know, you do have to trade off things um, when you're doing things back-to-back. But I don't recommend that unless you've got an absolute specific reason that you're doing it, like Carlos with his Super 12 Challenge. He set himself an incredible task, and he smashed the crap out of himself. And he smashed the crap out of his body, and he's going to need a long healing phase before he's back to normal again. Okay, so unless you've got a particular reason, then try not to do these big ultras too many times in a year. I really think twice a year is, you know, for a 100K plus, twice a year, absolute max. Once a year, great, and then some shorter races in between. You can, of course, do a whole lot more than that, but it will be at the expense. It will make you have a shorter running lifespan, if you like. You're liable to end up with burnout, adrenal exhaustion, all of those sort of things. I did it for years. I did burn out a dozen times and then came back again. You can do that, but... Just know um, that there are sometimes permanent consequences too. All right, guys. So thanks very much for joining me today. I hope this was really helpful to you. And, um, yeah, write me any comments below if you've got any questions. Any of those people that have done big events in the last week or so, then um, let me know if you're having trouble. Uh, and just understand you're not alone. There's probably other people going through this right now. And it will pass. In this stage... You must make sure you don't get married, don't get divorced, don't get pregnant, don't do any drugs, don't do any alcohol, <laughs> don't do anything silly because you're in an altered state of mind, okay? So get strong again, recover, and get back out there. Thanks, guys.